Welcome, everybody. This is Ed Clay. I'm here with Melanie Sinclair. Hello. And we are Freedom Cartel. You can listen to us every week at www.freedomcartel.net. That's www.freedomcartel.net. Melanie, how's it going? Yeah, going going great. Um, I guess uh, I think where where, where I am, I'm, I'm a little unnerved watching MSNBC, CNN. I don't normally watch those Marxist programs, but they have not let up on this damn Sandy Hook thing, and I'm about ready to just pop over the whole thing. I feel like you know we need we got other subjects we got to talk about on this show, right? But, but there's not enough of us that are counterbalancing these freaks in this country. Obviously, a mental disorder uh, that these people have, and they have like taken over society. And you know, I feel like if we let go of that gun issue, um, that there's not enough of us out there. I mean, there are. There's like a hundred million gun owners in the United States. So, you know, with that, you know, I, I don't know where everybody is. I don't know where the media, wh- where are the types of media that actually support the Constitution, the Bill of Rights? Well, there obviously is no media that supports the Constitution or, or the Bill of Rights. They, did a, they ran a story last week. I think it was on MSNBC uh, or maybe it was 60 Minutes. or uh, One of those fascist programs, yes. Yes, and they suggested doing away with the Constitution, and uh, they were talking about all you know why the Constitution's bad, and, you know the fact that or the, the 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 idea that we don't need the Constitution, that the the Constitution is outdated, and we don't have these rights, and uh, rights are given to us by the government, and you know all of these anti-American things, all these things that our country was not founded on. That are that are to me treasonous things. Uh, They're the terrorists. Oh, oh yes, not us. Absolutely, but they feel that this is their time to seize control, and the real Americans. Because I, I actually don't look at the television executives. And the people in the media that are, you know, talking these things, I don't look at them as the real Americans. You know, they're very anti-American, anti-America that I know, at least. They're, they have a different vision of America, and it is a socialist uh, type of vision. I don't think it's a bad vision in their head. I think they see America as a... As a uh, well-run machine if it's under total government control. I have an article here, and unfortunately, uh, it does not have a name to the article, which is very unfortunate. Um, But anyway, it's called President Obama Wants a Second, in parentheses, Socialistic Bill of Rights. And it is absolutely uh, one of the best articles, very short. It's basically a synopsis of what you said. Basically, that they're pushing FDR's proposals for a second Bill of Rights. And FDR's proposals basically go like this. The right to a useful and remunerative – what am I trying to say? Remunerated? Say it again. Remunerated? No, it's not how they spelled it. Anyway, all right. It's a useful job in the industries or shops or farms or mines of the nation – the right to earn enough to provide adequate food and clothing and recreation. The, it's a right? It's a right. The right of every farmer to raise and sell his products at a return, which will give him and his family a decent living. The right of every businessman, not woman, but businessman, large and small, to trade in an atmosphere of freedom from unfair competition and domination by monopolies at home or abroad, which, of course, you know, if you think about it, look, look at the Chevy, you know, Chevy takeover. To that, I don't understand why they, evidently Obama, you know, is really pushing this. The right of every family to a decent home. The right to adequate medical care and the opportunity to achieve and, and enjoy good health. The right to adequate protection from the economic fears of old age, sickness, 
accident and, and unemployment, the right to a good education. And I guess when I took a look at this article, there were several things that really struck me about this. Um, Cass Sunstein claims that this second Bill of Rights would em- emphasize, quote-unquote, the importance of free enterprise, which is such an oxymoron to what they just said. Free enterprise is a you have the right to freely raise your money and be self-sufficient independently and do it yourself, not that the government should be giving it to you. So they're really mixing concepts here. Um, basically, in the, that the fact that it would emphasize the importance of free enterprise while firmly rejecting equality of result, while simultaneously being, quote-unquote, committed to ensuring both fair opportunity and decent security for all. And then you have a judge, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <clears throat> Ginsburg, Ginsburg, however you want to say her name, said she admired the South African yes, Constitution. I, I was actually about to say that because I, I read the South African Constitution uh, based on that quote. <laughs> I read that uh, I, I was reading different constitutions of uh, of the world, and she had said that she liked the South African Constitution the best because it it provides education as a right. Uh, it's basically a sh- socialistic idea, and she she actually doesn't like our, our U.S. Constitution. Yeah, but if you look at the according to this article, the economic conditions in South Africa Africa, uh, quote unquote, according to official estimates, a quarter of the population is unemployed. However, unofficial estimates put the real unemployment rate as high as forty percent. A quarter of South Africans live on less than a dollar twenty-five a day. Now, look. If it costs five dollars for a car, I don't mind making a dollar twenty-five a day, right? And that's not what we got going here. I mean, realistically, we got a government that's playing with monopoly money, sinking it, making people think that the economic status of the United States is, you know, sustainable. And it's it's the red heron. It's it's false flag. There is nothing true that you see today in the news. None of it. I don't care if it comes from Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. None of it is true. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, yeah, there's a man behind the curtain, but who is the man behind the curtain? And what is that man's agenda? And that's just kind of what I see. And so they basically, you know, these freaks are after our Bill of Rights. Well, you know, what, what they're describing to me is somewhat like a utopian socialist uh, society. And quite frankly, utopian socialism is better than what we're living in right now, which is uh, crony capitalism or a corporatocracy, corporatism. Uh, in a perfect world. So is straight capitalism in a perfect world. I mean, whenever I look at those models, the models that they're talking about, I agree to the idea of living in just an awesome society. It makes sense. Uh, the reality is the way by which they suggest us doing that uh, could never be sustainable because it's like Rand Paul said the other day, you can't have uh, open borders in a welfare state. He said, <laughs> oh, are you kidding? California. I mean, he said, you can't, you can't do it. He said, you, you, we will be bankrupt. He's like, it's, it's, it's a fine. If you want to have welfare, yeah. you know, we can debate welfare, but cannot, can, can we all just not agree that we can't just have open borders and, and who's going to pay, and in who's, a welfare state? It's common sense. Who's going to bail out California? California, well, the wealthy are like defecting, which the bad part about it is, is that they're going to run to our states. And I can't believe that Nashville, Tennessee is trying to lure these people from California. Like, Please, hell, don't do that. Well, just you, you have to realize. Because I don't want to have to like, you know, you know, hunker down like David Koresh or bust a Ruby Ridge, right? <laughs> I mean, well, please you, don't bring that here. One thing you have to realize, though, they're here and we don't have an income tax. And maybe 
they will appreciate. Actually, they do appreciate. I bet we'll have fact. an income tax no. by the end of it all. No, we will not have an income tax. Let me tell you, that will be would a be hell of a fight. We have. We have, okay, and people have to realize, whenever people say the fair tax, right, that's really a consumption tax. It's really a sales tax. So the the state of Tennessee and, and the other states that uh, don't have income taxes, how many, there's seven or eight uh, that don't have income tax taxes in America. Uh, our state generates their money based on the sales tax. So in Tennessee, we have 9.25% sales tax. And a lot of other states can't imagine and, and this is how you and people need to study this because it's it's interesting. Other states can't imagine uh, running their state without their income tax. We need our income tax. We need to collect this tax revenue so we can spend it on more big government type stuff because the government knows better than the people. That's what it comes down to, at least obviously. In, That's in because their they're hurting all these people from different you know countries that are you know they send this. You're sick. You're poor. Well, they, they've managed that. I mean, and yes. they're all conglomerated in these big, you know, uh, metropolises. That's why they – that's why – that's the fears because they, they've, they've opened the floodgate. Go ahead. Yes. And and so you have these states with, with no income tax. And let's look at what would happen as a country if we didn't have an income tax. The number one thing that would happen was you wouldn't have IRS agents – and if you ask, and not that I have anything personally against an IRS agent, I do. of course. Well, you do, but I mean, they're <laughs> to me a lot of them are just doing their job. Of course, they, they don't they don't really realize. I mean, they're not looking at the history of, of taxes and taxation in, in, in the United States. They have no idea. Look at what happened to uh, you know the, some of the tax protesters, the former IRS agents that found out the truth about the IRS and found out about the truth of taxes. That's why they, they defected. They said, no, 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 no. There is no law that says you got to pay taxes. And they they wouldn't allow the indoctrination. They wouldn't allow the propaganda to fill their brains and and become that of which they they despise. But I don't think that most IRS agents know about it. But it would do away with the IRS. Um, it would do away with people going to jail for evading taxes. Um, all the mess in the tax code, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages and breaks these big corporations and stuff are getting. That would go away. You know, you simplify a tax code uh, by wiping it out and just making everything based on con- consumption, which it really is a fair tax because you're only taxed on what you consume. The states do it. You have income tax every single place you go. You get your 9.25%. Florida doesn't. Florida doesn't have a state uh, sales tax at all? <clears throat> no. You can buy anything. <clears throat> no. No, they don't have an income tax. They, they, uh, is they, it income? No. Yeah, same thing. They, they, they have a sales tax. It's a, it's a sales tax. It's a federal. You sure it's federal and it's not state? No, no. State sales tax of about 5% in Florida. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought that they didn't have one. Yeah. No, they, they do. But, you know, if, if you look at the... United States doing away with the tax code, doing away with the IRS, and making a consumption tax, that's about, we would get taxed, I guess the, the suggestions have been 22, 23% on a national sales tax. Wow. And, you know, so you add 22% plus 9.25, uh, we'd be taxed at what? 21%, 21, or 31%, almost 32%. And, we wouldn't have an income tax. Now, people say, okay, well, this wouldn't be fair for the poor. That's the argument. Well, technically, it would be fair for the poor because we'd all be paying, we'd all be paying taxes, but, but it could affect their income a lot more, uh, their spending ability a lot more than, than others. So the way you work around it is you have tax breaks for the poor. You have tax pay, uh, tax breaks uh, for the ones that that can't afford it. So instead of paying twenty two, twenty three percent, you know they would get a, a break based on their income. Uh, if if they were truly on welfare or food stamps, obviously they wouldn't have to pay. So I mean, we wouldn't be tackling the welfare or food stamp issue at that time, but we would definitely be fixing a tax code that's broken. Now, could we could we generate as much money as as we do right now? Probably close to it. Especially if we educate the people on why it's a good thing. If we say, you know, hey, look, you're saving an extra five thousand dollars a year on what you would be paying to 
the federal government. You're saving twenty thousand a year. You're saving fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is that um, the government's not getting that five thousand. So that's that's where that's where the um, the the flaw is uh, as far as the government's concerned. Yeah, the do they really look like they care about the average taxpayer? who is paying taxes and how much they're saving as far as on that no, no they're it's looking all about revenue i mean that's why the <clears throat> the democrats right now say oh you have to put revenue on the table what they're saying is it's a nice way of saying you have to put raising taxes on the table that's what they're saying that's what it means by the way florida's sales tax is six percent Florida does not have a state income tax. I knew right. there was something state they didn't have, so it's a state income tax. Like Tennessee. Have. There's yeah, Florida, right. Tennessee, Texas, another one. Yeah, and I think they also have something on liquor, too. They don't, they don't, they don't, do they collect money on liquor? I don't, I don't know, know if they do. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> well, so let me read you this, because it kind of goes along with what you're, what you're talking about. And it also kind of puts us back towards um, you know, the, the gun control and the socialistic aspect of it. The same article, President Obama wants a second socialistic Bill of Rights. Sunstein knows that these proposals are the bedrock of socialist and Marxist political theory. That's why he had to write that FDR had, quote-unquote, no interest in socialism. FDR was all about (coughs) socialism. His social security program was modeled after Germany's socialistic social security system that went back to proposals made by German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck. Uh, It was his policies that gradually made the German people, quote-unquote, value security over political freedom and cause them to see in the state. However conservative a benefactor and a protector that's how they viewed the state and that's what we've got going on in this in this country i mean people are really taking a look at the state and they are valuing their security i mean they want they want a guarantee of life and that goes for christians i mean and i think that's part of our problem is that not it's not a problem that we're a christian nation i don't want to give that you know out but I think that people use their Christianity, and it becomes a an Achilles heel. Uh, you know, let's save all the people. Let's save all the children. Let's do it for the children. Let's do it for the next generation. And they're trying to give over a security, which, quite frankly, our debt is not secure for our children. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And what are we at, 58000 or so? Oh, my God. Per... Uh, per U.S. citizen in debt we are. I mean, if the American citizens really understood what that meant, they would... Uh, freak. Yeah, they would freak. But who do we owe this money to? That's that's one of the, the, the questions I want to that, do a show on, ask. on like, the Chinese. Um, you know, the Chinese have been the ones that have been buying up all of our debt, and there are all these Chinese communities that have popped up all over the United States where our government is selling our federal lands and doing all these deals with the Chinese, giving over water, giving over lakes so they can come and drain them and bottle it and send it back to China. I mean, there's like, there's a, you know, the Chinese own our debt. They own our country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, but what does that really mean? It means we've sold our soul to the devil is what that means. Yeah, no, we we definitely have sold our soul to the devil, but I, I'm saying, what does it mean in, in the sense that, um, you know, if they wanted to come to America right now and take over, could they do it? Absolutely. No. Let me tell you. No, they couldn't. That, that, that's they are the Chinese are coming mm-hmm. to our country and landing in helicopters, getting out in whistle formation at two o'clock in the morning in cities in the United States in whistle formation for practice. And it's not just the Chinese. They have got every one of these freak nations around the world coming and using our terrain as tactical as as a tactical practicing ground. And that should really raise the hair on every American's neck. Oh, I agree with you. That's not that's not where I was going with that, but no, I'm sorry. I, no, I it's okay. No, I, I I was saying they couldn't do it right now because we all have our firearms. But uh, Well, I got my firearms and they're still doing it. 
That's because, I mean, unless I'm going to go and... My question was, could China take over right now? And I I don't think they could because we have our firearms. My point is, if if they confiscate our weapons, they absolutely could. They can't do it because their economy is based on you shopping at Walmart. If everybody stops going to Walmart, guess what happens to China? If you stop going to Target, guess what happens to China? China is outwhipping us economically. Oh, yes. However, it's a symbiotic relationship. Well, the interesting thing about China is is they're using a uh, free market capitalism. Yeah, their, everybody else in the world is using it, well, <laughs> except for Americans. We've well, like you know slid into the socialists. Well, the, the the Chinese are the ones that are the the most capital capitalist country in the in the world they have their communism set up but they also have a, it's, it's an interesting system yeah that's like really freaky the communism the capitalism well, but, uh, well, then they to, eat their own dead babies you I have mean. to think about this the, the, they have more of a model uh that barack obama would want yeah um i mean it, china is half of what obama would want america is half of what obama would want basically you know he he obama is probably a communist probably i mean that's who raised him communists raised him um, Frank was a communist. What uh, his uh, teacher at Columbia? What Saad? Saad was it? I, I forget his name. Yeah, he was I a communist. Uh, Bill Ayers from the Weatherman Underground was a communist. So he he was raised by communists. He's around communists growing up. He was taught uh, communism. He was taught that capitalism. Uh, in, in America was wrong and evil and selfish. Individualism is is selfish, and you know, in a, in a true form, communism is not violent. That's the thing. Like none of like all of these all of these theories in their best form are good. I mean, th- they are. They 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 make sense. They have good points on how to. Uh, make a, a a nice society. The, the problem is uh, where where it's so flawed, and where I believe that we're right is it's all based on force and forcing others to do what they want to do. That's what social socialism is. That's what communism is. You force others to do this for the greater good. Now, I like the idea, and this is, this is what people have to understand. I like the idea of uh, people doing good and giving back. I like philanthropy. I like helping people. I think it's a great thing. I don't think we should be forced if we don't want to do it. I, I think it should be voluntary. You can't you can't use your gun to get me to go help this person. That's not right. That that defeats the purpose. And that's what socialism and communism is. It says that if you don't do this, if you don't do exactly what we say and how we want, you know, and, and, and how we say to do it, we are going to show up at your house with our AR-15s. We're going to put you in handcuffs. We're going to put your family on the ground at gunpoint, and we're going to take you to jail. And we're going to lock, lock you know, throw away the key. And we're going to lock you up. You are guilty. Absolutely. That's what the state does. That's what communism really is all about. And that's, you know, when I look at all the CMSNBC, C, uh, CNN, all those programs, they are... You know, why? There's not one person out there that's pro-Second Amendment other than the Second Amendment. Why you should have these guns? And I'm like, what the hell, man? I mean, I'm like screaming at the TV. All these idiots, even from the NRA, that are sitting up there trying to explain. I'm like, how about the dadgum Chinese uh, gangs that are over there off of Nolensville Road that run around rape, robbing, and pillaging that show up in force numbers. Let's start with that one first. And then I'll go ahead and give you the rest of the list and the government included in that. I mean, you know. Well, I don't know if it's the Chinese gangs. I'm not, I'm just saying the, there are the, a lot of the gangs. Asian gangs. There's Laotian. Yeah, right. um, there, you know, there are also, there, you know, you even have, you know, your white supremacist gangs. You've got your motorcycle gangs. I mean, there are gangs. Have you ever watched Gangland on television? Let me tell you. you 140 gangs in just southern Los Angeles alone. That is incredible. And that is the reason why you need all these weaponry with multiple, you know, um, you know, shots coming from your gun. Right. I want one in my gun that has 30, and I want five sitting right beside me. And any government that questions that, 
Uh, I have a problem with that. I mean, I well, do. And they, and they do question it because they're not necessarily... Here, here's the reality. They're not worried for the safety of the people. Their own safety. Yeah, they're worried about the safety of their government. I mean, government is inherently evil. It, it should all... It should be treated with such caution. I mean... It's a virus. You know, like you have firearm safety... You know, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do with a gun. You know, you don't ever point it at, at anybody. Anytime you're given a gun, you you check it and make sure it's cleared and there's no no uh, bullets in the chamber and, and things like that. We should have government safety. You know, we should proceed with caution. We should question everything they tell us. Uh, we should demand accountability. We should demand transparency. We should have an open and free society where there are no secrets and that's that's a big one right there you know all the secrets that the government do and and throughout history we've seen that uh you know with all the spy organizations and it goes way back i mean it's there's been spies since uh i don't know since people started writing history it's just, it's a natural thing and we have them within us and, and we have gosh we have to be so careful in america the idea, because it is so, and, and, and this this idea here is so important for people to understand. Our election system is very free, okay? It's open. Anybody can do it, and all it would take is one communist government to get behind 20 Americans from the time they're children, have their parents do it, mm. work them up with the best education, um, the best training, get them in the military, uh, get them a high-level degree, teach them how to speak, and groom them to be a leader. They infiltrate our political system. Shoot. They figure out how to get elected to, to the Congress, to Senate, and eventually they get elected to president. So, so what would happen then? You have you have 10 foreigners that we know nothing about <laughs> Yeah. All of a sudden have infiltrated our political system and try to change our country, but they do it slowly. It's like a uh you know, cooking a frog. You know, they, they, they don't we don't know that we're burning inside. We don't know that we're getting ready to die. Republicans we're in, we're and Democrat the, politicians know that. It's like the slow cook process. Well and, and that's and and that's what we would be going through. And if you look at what somebody like China would do, they would do exactly that. If you want to change America, have a 40 or 50 year plan to infiltrate <laughs> our politics and hundred and, 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 and do it through education. You tell people constantly guns are bad. Capitalism is bad. The, the individuals is, is yeah, the individual is bad. Government is good. Look to the government for help. Look to the government for help. Oh, the hurricane happened. We're going to send help. Oh, you need help? We're going to be there for you. Oh, you need a little wealth? Oh, okay, here's some food money. Oh, here's some food stamps. Take care of them. Deceive them. Lead them on this false sense of security that the government is going to take care of them. I would make society so amazing for 20 years. I would Clay for president. I would do some amazing things if I was China trying to infiltrate American politics. I would promise the world. I would lie. I would I would be peaceful. I would show them all these things that, you know, Utopia. why exactly why the government is government is good. It would be a long drawn out plan and I would infiltrate America, no doubt about it. And with that, I would preach to the American citizens how dangerous guns are. I would preach uh, and make a, a point and make an example of every single instance that happens in the country that has an AR-15, especially an AR-15. Mass shootings, especially AR-15s, because the AR-15 and the AK-47 are, are combat weapons. They are made to fight people. And I would know, mm-hmm. as the communist Chinese, that if I took away those weapons... I could take over. As soon as that's done, I could take over. Now, I probably wouldn't do it right away, though. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably still let them cook a little bit more, 
let them feel a little bit more comfortable because there'd still be the ones that are holding on to their guns, et cetera, that haven't given them up. And eventually, just to make it a little easier, I try to confiscate uh, handguns. Yeah. But I would for, for sure first go after the AR-15s. So once you disarm a society and once you have your 10 people infiltrating the, the system, uh, running for office, running for Congress, and these laws start to get changed, and the people have given up their their freedom for supposed safety. They've looked to the government to keep them safe. They've looked to the government to keep them clothed and fed and and warm and and homes over the head. They've they've are totally dependent on the government, dependent on the government to survive and to live, not just for a little food here that they're dependent the house over their head is the government's the food that they eat is paid for by the government the whole system is government run government control they depend on the government then i would take over and install my communist country then i would i would completely you know take the rights from the people and when you do that, what do you do? You show the people how great it is, too, from the beginning. So you sell them on communism. You get communism running through America. And by the way, guys, you have to, you have to start by socialism, just so you know. Communism is the next step after socialism. I don't know if, if people realize that. I mean, it, it is the, the progression that happens. But once you do that, you have a complete takeover. And, you know, guys like Bill Ayers... You better believe, you better believe, Bill Ayers, he was a domestic terrorist. He bombed a number of our buildings. No doubt about it. He was, he was convicted of it. He was a government informant, though, too. Bill Ayers is a brilliant guy. Bill Ayers has had a plan for a long time. He got, they got a hold of Obama back in the 70s. They got a hold of Obama. They, they were teaching him what to do in the 80s. They were friends living in the same town in the 90s. I mean, it's very, very serious. And we have the separation of powers in America to keep this kind of thing from happening. That's why we have our system set up. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it does get in the way, but people have to realize it was designed to get in the way. It was designed to stop tyranny. They're safeguards to keep our freedoms safe. But to, to, to exercise these safeguards, we have to want them. We have to realize how valuable our freedom is. We have to realize how valuable our independence is. Independence as individual citizens of America. And if we don't realize that, if we're just willing to throw away everything, we are not going to have anything that the future for my future children and my nieces and my family and, and your kids is not bright it is a it is a future of op oppression mm -hmm. it's a future of violence it's a future of hate indoctrination it's a future of them not having their minds and their freedom and their freedom of thought there is going to be no free will in a socialistic, a true socialistic or communist society, there's going to be no drive to be innovative and, and to think freely. You see, I, I really believe that what makes what, what has made America great is, is the idea that we were able to act on our free will. And when we have free will, we do make mistakes. Absolutely. We make a lot of mistakes. But if the laws are set up not to punish you for your mistakes unless you are actually hurting someone else. You're free to make mistakes and learn from your mistakes. You suffer the consequences for your mistakes, but you also uh, get to keep the fruits of your labor uh, when you go out there and try and be innovative. And that's what we're going to have taken away from us in this model that we have. The, it, I've got another article that I read that I thought was very that was fabulous called The Calculus of Genocide which goes right along with what you're saying. It is rare for those who commit evil acts to acknowledge that their actions are evil, even to themselves. Very often the evildoer will justify his actions to himself 
and others by claiming some overriding superior purpose or moral imperative which supposedly outweighs the disadvantages of the evil act or by altering his perception of this target or both historically when action against a particular group is envisioned for the greater good of course that group is often depersonalized or demonized prior to action being taken after all if the subject of your depredations aren't human then whatever happens to them is their own fault isn't it well no but that is a subject for another time in any case such moral inversions are common among those who commit evil acts and i think that is exactly what our government is doing as far as gun control they are depersonalizing american citizens who are pro second amendment you are either pro second amendment or you're not there's no shade of gray oh we can have some of these guns but we can't have that oh we got to register this and we cannot no 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 no. oh but we got to have it this way those people who are willing and that goes along for the nra as far as i'm concerned i'm pulling my nra uh membership because of people like john mccain um i'm really looking into i call them nagra i don't know if that's their you know how they say it but it's n-a-g-r um i really uh really particularly like this group but uh as it says in here uh that group is often depersonalized or demonized prior to action being taken so if you take that the article goes on to say some of those who wield authority in these presently united states have engaged in exactly this sort of psychopathic behavior characterization of those who respect the constitution and the rights of the individual as bitter clingers extremists or even terrorists are an effort to depersonalize those who oppose the present stampede toward collectivist totalitarianism but those who presently wield authority have a problem not only are most of those who oppose them armed and resolutely intent on retaining their arms but the government does not know who they are or weapons they possess not only that but most of those who support the push towards victim disarmament are unarmed and an unknown number of police and military members would probably fight on the side of the constitutionalists it, it, fabulous article like i said the calculus of genocide i mean it is just absolutely and, you know it goes on to what i've said in the past about the jews i don't understand the jews i'm not getting it of course i'm catholic i'm starting to look at my own religion going what in the heck are you people thinking but um i just don't i, I just don't get it you know I, I don't understand and maybe it's because generations like us were not taught uh, history about hitler uh, i can tell you right now at all my history courses i had from elementary school on until you know i graduated graduated with my ba never once did i ever study hitler not once and i do will say this we studied tennessee politics you know uh that was not tennessee politics tennessee history that was a mandatory class when we were growing up did you and i know there's a generation gap between you and your brother and you and me ed um did you study tennessee history uh no yeah there is a they they quit completely because tennessee history was so saturated with confederates well no it's not really that it's a saturated well i mean yeah absolutely it's It's a violent that's the thing america is a violent and it is what it is we are a violent country we we've definitely if we weren't we certainly have definitely moved that way uh you know to today we 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 won our independence with the blood of tyrants make no mistake i mean the same thing that that uh made our country great is 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 the same thing that our country is calling terrorism now that's people fighting for their freedom that are being oppressed now i mean america american soldiers have very good intentions when they go into the military absolutely i mean you know i look at the soldiers and and they're not at all 
the ones to be blamed. But the uh, country that, that was initially founded was founded uh, fighting tyrants. And, the, and our founders would be uh, labeled terrorists today, and they'd probably be in a, a secret, secret prison in Guantanamo. I mean, I, so one of the things I've started doing is asking myself, this kind of sounds funny, but this is what I've been doing, asking myself. <laughs> You've had a lot of time. If Thomas Jefferson or Benjamin Franklin or James Madison were in the room with me, what would they think about say? You. Would they say I'm standing up for freedom? Would they say mm-hmm. I'm doing what they intended? Because they risked their lives. Not, I mean, if people don't realize how that, how that went down. They were way outnumbered. I mean, way outnumbered. We had about 3% of Americans fight, right? Uh, or that were for it, or that were standing up. The 3%. There you go. And, uh, you know, they were way outnumbered. And the benefits, I mean, it wasn't looking good. I mean, George Washington was in a light. He had been hung. Uh, and he was a wealthy guy. You know, he, he gave up his, he gave up everything. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, I mean, he was <clears throat> almost hung a couple times over in England. Because uh, they thought he was a spy, and he was. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they thought it. And he I was. mean, if you look at our history, our history was bloody and violent. They did not like well, the a, king. They did not like I the government control. See, I don't like the fact that you say it's bloody and violent. I think that's just nature. Oh, absolutely. And I think that people today are trying to get that out of society, whereas that will never happen. They're trying to. You're making it sound like it was so uncivilized. Yes, compared to today, certainly. Maybe there's a problem. Goodness, bless you. Maybe there's a difference between um, civilization, what's considered civilized today, versus what's being civilized back then. But it's it you know it's that survival of the fittest. Yeah, I mean you. You had Indians picking you off left and right. We were picking the Indians off left and right. I mean, you could do anything you wanted to to your property, whether that be a woman or a slave or your child. You could beat it, molest it. You know, that's how the KKK was founded. Nobody knows that. People think the KKK actually was like this bad, evil, southern, hatred, racist. That's not the original KKK. Maybe in the 60s that's what it became. But originally it was to tell the government the government wouldn't do anything about these things. So people hooded themselves and went around and hung the the, the local child molester in a tree and burned a cross under his ass, rightfully so. Um, You know, so, you know... I don't know. I it just it just takes me aback when you say it's so violent. I well, I don't want to say. I'm not it saying it in a, in a negative sense. I think that we are, I, yeah. Yeah, understand this. Uh, the American revolutionaries uh, were the greatest freedom fighters, in my opinion, to ever live. Absolutely. I mean, they fought for independence against the most powerful government in the world. I mean, England was the most powerful government in the world at the time. We fought and won our independence from the most powerful government in the world. So, you know, when you when you look at that and you look at what they sacrificed, that that's what I'm saying. I mean, but they are violent. I, we okay, our original bloodline for the people that fought in the revolution yeah. are, are the that's that's why it's so they're so afraid of <laughs> us because they know we will what fight. we're capable of. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you don't back. A real American into a corner, no, you don't. because we are going to come out shooting, and there's a lot, and we're going to come after you. I mean, that, that's the reality. And, and would I be killed? Yeah, I'd be killed. I mean, but there's a, a lot of people like me, a lot of them that are that are that are super well armed. I mean, that, but you don't back a, a real American into a corner because there will be mass slaughter, unfortunately, and a lot of people are going to die, and it's sad. And they're talking about eleven thousand five hundred. You know, gun murders a year. What would happen if thirty million people got wiped out? Would this whole gun thing be worth it? Because that's my, that that could possibly happen. It could be a mass slaughter. I'm not saying that that uh, we're you know we would win, but there would definitely be a a, a mass uh, mass slaughter. And I would hope that the FBI and the ATF and and those organizations would uh, take their oath that they swore to the Constitution uh, seriously and and 
you know really back up the people well this you know and i think that's a that's a huge problem today um i definitely would like to see a better avenue for the american people to have a courtyard hanging of the politicians that are you know against the constitution and against the bill of rights when they are not doing their job which they are sworn in to do there needs to be consequences there are no consequences for this and it is unacceptable and yes i'm saying okay you know hang them at the nearest courtyard or whatnot i'm really not joking that far off i mean that's about how i feel about it i a matter of fact, I had even had a conversation with a relative of mine this weekend, and they were like, oh, you know, the First Amendment, you know, you shouldn't be able to go around and be able to say this, but you should be able to go around and say that. And I said, you know what, absolutely, you, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Um, I cannot believe that you would remotely think that there is a shade of gray for the First, for the First Amendment. Either you believe in the First Amendment or you don't. There is no shade of gray. I have to back the them KKK and their stupid, uh, idiotic uh, bigotry that is what is the KKK today. Uh, it doesn't mean that I believe in it. doesn't mean I believe it's great for mankind. But what it does mean is that they have the right to say what they think, whether you believe it or not. And that's where... Uh, we have got this real abstract thinking in this country that you can have shades of gray of the Second Amendment. There is no shades of gray. One gun versus another gun is not acceptable. It's either you have all guns or you don't have all guns. And I can tell you right now, there are people like you and me, and there are many of them that are going to say guns. And it will be a problem in this country because, you know, what? there's 100 million plus uh, gun owners in this country with at least 50 million plus guns in their repertoire. Um, then if you go on to look at how many people, there are, what, 311 million, so at least 211 that are probably not armed that we, not know of, that we don't know of or doing it illegally or whatnot – um, and you know that's a that that's a huge army of people, a hundred you know million plus you know fifty million plus guns. You know that, that's huge. I mean, that's one hundred fifty million weaponry right there. Um, and you look at people like Al Sharpton. Oh my God, what an idiot that guy is! I got to find that article. So you talk a little bit on that. I'm going to find the article on Al Sharpton and what he had to say about, uh, you know, guns. The fact that they give Al Sharpton more airtime than they ever gave Ron Paul pisses me off. Of course. That should sum it up for you right there. Well, you know, what you have have to look at right now, I'm shocked. I'm personally shocked at the persecution of the second amendment it's it's sad it's unfair it's dangerous it's a lot of these things that that 20 years ago would have been considered anti-american and you know we turn on the tv and we're told guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad i mean guys the the propaganda machine if you don't believe there's pro if you didn't believe there's propaganda before going out you have to believe it now i mean if not and i and how do i well no if not when it goes down and they're going to kill you and your family you kind of deserve it yeah you know it's it's not not that you deserve survival of the fittest well it's not that they deserve it in a sense of oh they deserve to die but you know what it was the writing was on the wall yeah if you're not how much am i supposed to scream how much are we what else can we tell you this is happening right now it's not even a question if you had asked me four months ago, I would have said, I don't know. I'm not positive about it because it was, yeah, the, the signs were there, but you, know, you still didn't know. What's happened since Obama has been, uh, what's happened since Obama has won his second reelection has been a, a, a scary, tyrannical type thing. I mean, he is going on a rampage, and it's not necessarily laws that he's putting in place. It's the hate 
that he's spitting. Divide Notice, and conquer. Oh, my God. They're majorly dividing. Notice how the mainstream media has changed since Obama was elected. I mean, they have been on the offensive. I was actually, I turned on MSNBC last night. Kiss ass. Yeah, I wanted, Brown nose. I wanted to see what they were, they were saying. And, and the stuff was just frightening. You know, they're right on some points. I agree with them on their, their points of the war. And uh, some of them are saying, oh, you know, do, do we really want more war? And they, they, they framed it in a sense of uh, Chuck Hagel, who was uh, up, for nomination. up for nomination. He got crushed yesterday. Yeah, he did. And uh, I was actually disappointed. I was I was thinking that Hagel would be a, a nice, uh, peaceful type person going in, more peaceful than the ones we've had in the past, you know. And, you know, Hagel screwed up, quite frankly. He screwed up. He got his butt kicked in there, and he, he came in what I thought was unprepared. But, you know, you hear what they're saying to Hagel. And what MSNBC was saying, do Americans want somebody in there? Do, do, do Americans? Do the Senate want someone in here that, that wants more war? And they were framing it as the Republican senators. Do they want someone, Secretary of Defense, that wants more war? McCain and certainly does. Ninety-seven percent said yes. And let me tell you something: that committee that he's got there, McCain's in charge. Uh, McCain's in charge of. My God. Scary people. Oh my God! I mean, talk about hate. I mean, they want war. That's they the thing is that you're seeing want it. want war. You're and seeing it from the scary, Republicans. scary, scary thing. They want so much they war. They do. I mean... What is up with that? Well, well what, do, what do you mean what is up with that? Well, I mean... It's, it's the you Republicans. You got it on both sides. I mean, you they, got it on the Democrat side, you got it on the Republican side, but you got the Republicans, it's more of a world war thing. Here's the reality about what happened yesterday. Yeah. They had Hegel... On trial, yeah, they did for opposing the Iraq War. Not that he opposed it when it, it first happened, saying that it could be the biggest mistake since Vietnam. That's true. Iraq was a disaster. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I thought. I mean, didn't we already agree upon this? Is it? Don't most Americans think that the Iraq War was a bad idea? No, that's the thing. Yes, that they do. If you look I, at the statistics, you have about seventy-five percent of Americans aren't for that Iraq War now. They're not for it. I'm so just, it's pretty obvious. Now, are the Republicans, that's, and this is what they don't get. This is what McCain doesn't get. And those true neoconservatives, they lose, especially on the war issue. And watching them yesterday, Ted Cruz went after him. And he said, oh, you know, is that something good being said from the Secretary of Defense? And, I, you know, I've been a, a, a proponent of Ted Cruz. But let me tell you something, Ted Cruz. You just scared the heck out of me because if you're not willing to look at America as part of the cause of the problem, our policy caused a lot of this mess, man. I mean, can you not get that? Can we not? No, American ha America has not been going around the world doing good things. We've been doing a lot of bad things. Oh, that's a thing. I that's mean, like, it. Let, let, and, and why can't we at least talk about this in dialogue? Hegel was exactly right in his remarks. I agreed with what he said that, you know, America is partly at fault. Yes, we are. Why do we have to believe in this idea that we are this perfect uh, being? We're going to incite a lot more hate, be, you know, behind that. Whenever we kill 178 kids throughout the world with our drones and we kill a bunch more women and people in random drone bombings, that's going to incite some hate. And, and Cruz, God, he was off. He was so off. And I, I saw the conservative base out there that don't want Hegel in there, you know, praising him. And I realized that, you know, for the most part, I'm on the true conservative side a lot more when it comes to the, you know, low taxes and, and government staying out of our business and, and things like that. But God... That's I am where so I far off on this war issue. I mean, uh, I could get if they say, I understand why they did it initially. They were scared. But we're told to not let fear drive us because bad things happen. And we have to realize we are the most powerful country in the world. I don't care what anybody says. We spend 10 times as much as anybody on our military 
Uh, we are a monster, and we better understand that and respect the damage that we can impose around the world by imposing our will on people. We just impose our will. America now, imposes our will. That we do oppose our will, but historically speaking, different parts of the world with their socialist, fascist, Marxist, communistic governments have asked us to intervene. And that's how we've gotten into the predicament that we are. They expect us to come in and and save their asses uh, when the going gets tough. And and then what's going to happen when the going gets tough in this country? Who in the hell is going to come save our asses? You're talking about people like you and me that have been deposed as terrorists. Now, Al Sharpton says... Uh, quote unquote, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the Second Amendment, it was that you would have militia to protect yourself in case the government came and attacked citizens. First of all, if the government were to come to disarm you, you would not be able to use an automatic weapon to defend yourself. Let us be serious. We are in a world of drones now, so the Second Amendment would not help you in that area. It is absurd to try to cite that. People do not have the right to unregulated rights in this country, and I think that for those that use the Second Amendment, they are conceding that they have no argument on why you need a magazine with 100 rounds of ammunition or 30 rounds of ammunition. Boy. That is the problem right there. That okay. this that that this idiot, and I, and I don't care if he's black, green, yellow, or purple. I really don't. The fact that this idiot gets more airtime in the United States, on our airwaves, as somebody that has a valid, educated, political thought. He is promoted more in our media than Ron Paul and than Rand Paul. This guy should have his tongue dragged out of his mouth and chopped. Period. And and, and let's look at what he said. Awful. What, what, What was he doing right there to us? He basically was calling you and me a terrorist. And he was threatening. And you it, need to it, give it up uh, because the drones are coming to get your ass. You got it. He was using terror. He was using terror. He was threatening. That was a threat. Oh, it was, it was a threat. And if Make pe- no mistake. It was a threat. And if he, people and don't it, see that. No, no. That, that, is, that is a direct threat. And, you know, all I can say is he's right about the drones, but... Where he misses it and where he should be ashamed and where he should be just, it's that he's helped give up so many of our liberties to allow drones to Gun. fly over our sky. He's allowed, and I, you know, I, I'm a, a, a drone protester. I, I don't like the drones. I think they're the biggest danger to our freedoms out there. He is exactly right. And he just let the cat out of the bag, quite frankly. I mean, make, Al Sharpton, he's right. We have to worry about drones. And if the United States, God, what a coward. What a freaking coward. That is such a cowardly thing Well, look at him. He's say. a damn crook. Think, but think about what, what they're saying. They're, they're giving you the plan right there. He is giving you what they're going he's, to do. They're going to have some guy. They're going to have some guy in front of a screen in Nevada or New Mexico flying a drone over us to kill us because there's no accountability. And he, he's saying... They he's will, saying bring it on. He's saying they will slaughter us with drones. That is what he is saying. Yes, he is. Al, Al Sharpton is threatening to slaughter us with drones. What else does that article mean? If we have our assault rifles, they'll slaughter us with drones? Is that what you're saying, Al Sharpton? I mean, yes. And he, and he would he would go and, and dance around it or whatever, but that is a threat. And, and th- that's where they need to watch what, what, what they, they're saying. Cool. Well, let me tell you something. You have your drones flying over us, and you start picking us off. You better believe that there will be a massive uprising. Very, very quickly. Information will get out where these drone operators are, where these drone operators live, 
and talk about a lynching oh my gosh you know and they need to start really protecting themselves because comments like that are dangerous talk about inside that's much worse than what that guy said about muhammad in that video who's who's in jail for violating his parole now because of that crap that is a direct threat to anyone who believes in America. That is a threat to every American citizen. You don't obey us, we're going to have our drones fly around and kill you. Let me tell you how dumb this black man is, is that gun control was first introduced in this country to prevent black people from having Oh, yeah, that, well, 1868. That's how dumb this man is. Oh, he, Al Sharpton. And if he wants to go back to the plantation, if he would like to go back, you know, plow in the fields, I can assure you this government can make it happen for him and his people. Well, that is like that. Because they're right looking there. at us to do that, and, you know, I ain't having it. Ain't, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And Al Sharpton, you and your people should know that along with the jews in this country uh you two are the races in this world that i can pinpoint off you know right off the top of my head if there were any individuals in this country that should be pro second amendment and anti-gun control in any way shape or form it would be you people and i hope that y'all show up uh you know in the next um you know in the next while i mean this is crazy. Well, that's a threat. I mean, yeah, I'll read it again. First of all, if the government were to come to disarm you, you would not be able to use an automatic weapon to defend yourself. Okay, let me stop there. <laughs> automatic weapons are illegal, Al Sharpton. But anyways, uh, let's be serious. We are in a world of drones now. Okay, what does drones have to do with, with Could be helicopters. I mean, drones, we're helicopters. We're in the world of drones now. So the Second Amendment would not help you in that area. It's absurd to try to cite that. Okay, you're saying we're in a world of drones. You're saying that an unmanned plane is going to fly over and bomb us and kill us. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, let's let's be serious. We are in a world of drones now, so the Second Amendment would not help you in that area. You're saying that our firearms to protect us against true tyranny will not protect us against true tyranny of drones you're saying of the government of the federal government i mean they basically he threw a threat for the federal government onto the those of us in this country that actually have a second amendment and are are pro second amendment and exercise our second they are basically telling us we are sol yeah they're gonna bomb us that's what they're saying yeah al sharpton has, has threatened uh, the American citizens, who and he should be, and he should be jailed for treason. And that's, that's well, not only for treason, threat. but for hate, because he's a hater against people against the Second Amendment. It'd be interesting if they, uh, <laughs> well, it'd be interesting if they swooped him up and put him in a secret prison like Guantanamo Bay and waterboarded his ass. Why don't Why don't they Why don't they uh, arrest uh, arrest Al Sharpton under the National Defense Authorization Act? Not tell anybody. Put him in a secret prison and torture him. Why don't you do it? That's what. That's what's legal. You might as well. He is a domestic terrorist. He needs. He needs to be tortured. Did you hear what? Did you read what this guy said afterwards? Uh, in response to that, said, first of all, Mr. Sharpton, if I were defending myself about the illegal and unconstitutional acts of our government and found myself facing a drone, I would want an assault-style rifle with a high-capacity magazine for that very purpose. Additionally, additionally, lad. Um, I would want to have a at least a dozen more high-capacity magazines fully loaded sitting right beside me. I have been shooting my whole life, and, and I am a pretty good shot, and I figure that with the amount of lead I could throw at a drone, lad, I've got... I have a lot greater chance of hitting it than with just a few rounds. Basically saying that it's this high-capacity rounds that are actually going to give you your chance um in in well, in that gonna, battle will be a mile up in the sky he says second he says secondly when your buddy in the white house sends this country into the next great depression there's going to be a lot of rioting and looting and home invasions i have seen how crowds can get out of control and storm businesses and homes again i would have a greater chance of defending my house and my family with an assault style rifle with a stack of high capacity magazines at my disposal 
But now to the comment about having the right to unregulated rights, if you apply that equally across the board, then your right to free speech is out the door, along with your right not to self-incriminate yourself. You know the old adage, take the fifth, uh, statements that people make in court they are not taking they're not talking about a fifth of Jack Daniels rather they're talking about the fifth amendment but hey according to your understanding that right has to be regulated also so you cannot use that anymore well I mean I, I agree with everything you just said but what this guy that wrote that doesn't understand is Al Sharpton definitely believes in the first amendment when it the same him. way he believes in the Second Amendment. He believes the First Amendment should be regulated. They don't believe in free speech. Mm-hmm. They say that. I mean, that's a socialists don't believe in free speech. I mean, if you look at France, if somebody says something uh, racist, it's considered a, a hate crime. You know, I mean, no, no. Y- you are to be held to a higher standard with your speech, and you're not supposed to say anything that y- y- would. There's would, a higher responsibility. Exactly. Right. No, no. So, so yes. They definitely want to regulate free speech. It's, we do not have, like, if you think the Democrats are going to keep us, like, keep our speech free, no way. Because speech is dangerous. Speech is a danger to the government, right? It and is. And if it's a danger to the government, they definitely want to regulate it. They want to regulate anything that's a danger to them. you got to understand that. www.freedomcartel.net. www.freedomcartel.net. Uh, you're listening to Melanie Sinclair. And Ed Clay and closing is Rebel Inc.